1: Hope you had a great 4th of July. Welcome back to D.A. or D.N.A., a Swift, Swift mini series on app gaming. This week, Aaron and Andrew reviewed Sicario, and so I'm going to bring my most addictive games to you this week. First up is a quick mention, because I've mentioned it before. Up until recently, my number one played game is Clash Royale. I was a Clash of Clans player before it. And so whenever they released Clash Royale, I wanted to go try it out. And it is a card deck building game where you have one match against another, you know, random person out there in the world. And the match against them at its longest is like, I think, five minutes. So this is the kind of game where you're not having to play it for 20 or 30 minutes. And that was really appealing to me at the beginning. It's very important in a game like this to join a very active clan that can help you level your cards with donations and also help you with suggestions for how to think more clearly or cleverly about how to use your deck to its best advantage. This is one of the reasons this game became so addictive to me is because I immediately started playing with friends from previous games, like our clans just sort of kept moving over into new games. So I've been gaming with some of these guys for like six years, and they're just good people. And our gaming style is really relaxed. We all have families and careers, and we just want to log in, play a game, have no drama, and then, you know, log off and not have to worry about anything. So because I know the style of game that we all like to play, I kind of worked myself into a leadership position, I merged our clan with a more active clan, and that has resulted in me being the leader of a clan called Why or Die, which I've been leading for over a year now. Until recently, the game was really super laid back and relaxed. But a couple of months ago, Supercell, which is the creator of these games, they released a new update that introduced something called Clan Wars. And suddenly the people in the clan got really competitive and very opinionated, not only about the rules that we should make in the clan, but also about how other people should play. Now, after a couple of months, we've really ironed out a lot of expectations and gameplay. So the game is just now kind of getting back into a nice rhythm. And so for those of you who are thinking about joining, I highly recommend a couple of things. Find a clan that you love to be with, and you're welcome to try us out. Our name is Y or Die, that's the letter Y. We're really laid back and we're totally understanding about real life taking over. We do have expectations for participation, but we keep it really minimalistic so that you can enjoy your life because after all, it's just a game. So just make sure that your gaming style jives the clan and make sure that the clan is active because one of the best parts of this game besides being able to be social is that you really can advance quicker and level your cards faster when you have a clan that gives you donations. I think Supercell does a great job with all of their games and almost all of them are worth trying because you can download them and try them out for free and you can actually play the game to its full capacity for free. Now, you can always buy things in the game to help you go quicker, and I certainly have bought things in the game before, but I've played these games for a long, long time, so tossing 10 bucks their direction a couple of times a year is not a big deal for me. Overall, a big D-yay. And if you try out Clash Royale or Clash of Clans or any other Supercell game, let me know what you think. As I was thinking about other games that have really caused me to have that hyper-addictive feel, a couple came to mind that I've actually talked about on Sif proper before whenever I was hosting Sif with Aaron and Andrew. On the off chance that you've listened to every single episode, I'm not going to spend too much time Going back and touching on my most addictive games, but here's a couple that if you have not tried them, I highly recommend them. They are very, very addictive, really beautiful, super fun games, and they are gonna cost a little bit of money, but it's totally worth it. First up is The Room series. Developed by Fireproof Games, these games are available on both Android and Apple, which is true also for Supercell. I kind of forgot to mention that just a minute ago, but you probably already assumed that. Anyhow, now I love this game. I recommended it to my mom, my dad, my husband, my friends. Like, I'm like, you've got to play this game. And I think part of it is because... The element of puzzle solving is intricate, and it was new for me to try out, and it really hadn't been done by any other game as well as Fireproof Games managed to do. Now, there are several of The Room games that have been released, so I think at this point in time, you can play four I have played all of these games, and I, have, I highly recommend every single one of them. Start from the beginning. Um, on Apple device, I just looked on my iPad mini, and like the first one's 99 cents, and the newest one is just under four bucks. So it's not too much to invest in a really well-made puzzle game with just enough of a creep factor to keep you on your toes. which is one of the things I love about this game. There's an entire storyline behind it. It's like a mystery that's unfolding. And every time you figure out a puzzle piece, there's an advancement in that story. And that storyline is carried forward from the first game all the way through the fourth. However, it's not the exact same. Like It's not like it picks up where it left off last time. So a little bit nebulous because I don't want to give anything away. Um, But it's a really clever and interesting and otherworldly type feel to the game. Oh my goodness, just hearing that music. (laughs) My mom was a little bit creeped out when she started playing it. She kept asking me, is this going to scare me? Am I going to be afraid? And I couldn't say no, but it was like, it's not the kind of scary that you need to be worried about. If you like um, scary movies, this is probably going to be like just drinking sweet tea for you. It's not going to be a big deal at all. But for those who are really sensitive to kind of being afraid... This one's kind of scary to open up because, well, the music, number one. But then also, like, for example, in one of the games, you're in a room and there's a desk in front of you and a couple of other things. And you basically can turn around the room and then you can walk towards the desk or you can walk towards the armoire and you're trying to figure out how to open secret compartments and find a missing piece of a picture so that you can complete the picture, things like that. Well, sometimes whenever you advance in the puzzle, like you find the missing picture piece and you put it together, your screen will kind of flash and the picture will change from being two beautiful people to kind of looking a little haunted and scary and then change back. So it does have a little bit of those kinds of uh, cinematic freak out moments, but they're not bad. It's not like something's going to jump at your screen and huge noises are going to be happening in your headphones. It's just enough that you're like, Ooh, I don't know what's going to happen. And I love that feeling. It kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. So that's called The Room. Highly, highly recommend that one. Also, I just really quickly want to mention this. Fireproof Games continues to find new and unique ways to create their games. So The Room 1 is very different from their newest one called Old Sins. So you really get a variety of um, problem-solving. It's it's not something that's going to keep you bored. Okay, okay, you get the point. Go try it out. All right, as we're nearing the end of this episode, uh, I've got a couple of more that I'm going to mention to you, but I want to remind you that we're actually giving away a gift card for Apple or Android. So, for example, if you want to try um, the Room series but you don't have any money to spend, go sign up for our giveaway because. Part of the prize package is actually winning money to spend in the app stores. Now, this entire series has been sponsored by Centricity Music. We really appreciate them. And go show your support and love and sign up for that giveaway. Head to sifpop.com slash giveaway. All right, another one that has a little bit of a price tag, but is totally worth your time if you like another kind of a puzzle game is a series by US2Games, that's U-S-T-W-O, all one word, called Monument Valley. This game is also available on Android or Apple devices, and it is gorgeous. This game was recommended to me by Aaron back in the day. It was uh, highlighted on a TV show at some point in time, and I'm really glad that it was. Now, Monument Valley is a game that as soon as the second one came out, I bought it, no questions asked. I didn't even care if I figured it out super fast I love the beauty and the style of the art that has been used to create this puzzle. It's very different from the game I just mentioned, the Room series, where it's kind of dark and mysterious. This one's really vibrant and beautiful, and the storyline is very um, heart-centered. In the first one, you are kind of like this main character, and as a puzzle game, you're trying to get your character from point A to to point B on the map. Now, how the game is played is a little difficult to describe. Um, It's very illusion-like, and so you're kind of twisting and manipulating the puzzle to try to figure out how to get your character you know, to the end of the goal. But here's how it's described in the game. This is from Monument Valley 1. It's an illusory adventure of impossible architecture and forgiveness. Right, like how artistic does that sound? Also, I think I said illusory, right? Um, Aaron's probably going to have to correct me on that one, but in Monument Valley, you will manipulate impossible architecture and guide a silent princess through a stunningly beautiful world. So yeah, that describes it really, really well. Go check out the pictures at the very least and see if this is something that appeals to you. The first game costs $4. The second game costs $5. Then if you like this game, like I did, um, you keep it on your phone and you hand your phone to your friend and say, play this, what do you think? It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I've never taken so many screenshots of a game before because I really had a lot of emotional reaction to it. So yeah, that's definitely one of the most addictive games I've ever played. Um, It's the kind of game that as soon as I finished it, I was like, no, I want to be in this world forever. If you've played it, I would love to know what you thought. And of course, if you decide to try it, let me know what you think. And this one is my number one most addictive game called Polytopia. (laughs) I'm so excited to tell you about this game, probably because of a nostalgia factor. I used to play a game really similar to it back in the day called Warcraft. Sound familiar? I mean, World of Warcraft, most everybody knows about. This was just the Warcraft game, which was like a map domination game. And Polytopia is really, really similar. So before I tell you about what to expect while you play this game, let's listen to the music. It just sound fun? Uh, the colors of this game when you first open it up are really bright and fun. The various tribes that you can start off as in this map domination game are really like pixelated, kind of like Minecraft looking in a way. Polytopia is available on Apple and Android and is created by, I'm going to butcher this, I think, but Mijuan, AB A-B-M-I-D-J-I-W-A-N-A-B. Now, when you search for it, you can just search for the word polytopia but the full title is The Battle of Polytopia. So the world is Polytopia and you are a tribe. You start off somewhere on the map and your opponent is also somewhere out there on the map and you have to go find them and take over. Well, that's actually one way to play the game. There's two gameplay modes. One is Domination, where you go find your opponent and you take over their cities. And the other is based all on points, like how many points you can get in 30 rounds. But no matter which one you select first, you do have somewhat of an introduction to the gameplay style. If you've played a map domination game before, it's really similar. So this is a turn-based game. And as you build up your army to go dominate, each of your army members will have a movement to make. And then based on what kind of an army member it is will determine how far it can move, and how much damage it can do. So why is this game so addictive? At least for me, it's addictive because there's a lot of customization to how you can strategize and find and attack your enemies. Even though for the most part, it's the same game over and over again, each round against your opponent can feel different and you can try different strategies to dominate. I'm gonna give you an example of, of what that means, but I want to explain the talent tree first. The talent tree is universal, so all of the tribes of this game have one talent tree. Well, that's kind of true. There's actually some tribes you can purchase that have a specialized talent tree, but I'm not going to talk about that on this review. So on this talent tree, for example, you'll have fishing, which leads to building a port, which leads to building a ship, which leads to building a battleship. And you also have something called riding, where you can ride an animal and move faster across the map. Well, that leads to free spirit, which leads to a knight, which is one of the strongest, fastest moving characters that you can have on land. So here you have a battleship that you can use on the water that's really, really strong and fast, and you have a knight. Well, you can choose which talent tree you want to go down. Now, aside from the talent tree, you can choose which tribe you want to start with. So if you pick Omaji, which is one of the three free tribes that you start off with, you actually begin the game with the ability to ride on a horse already, which gives you an advantage because you can cover much more map Uh, And you can also attack and then run away and get further away from your enemies. So that's kind of neat, right? You start off not having had to spend a resource to have a really great advantage. And every tribe has part of the talent tree already discovered. For Bardor, they have hunting, and for Imperius, they have organization. Now, the other tribes that are available to unlock do cost money. I actually have bought all of them. (laughs) I like this game so much, I wanted to play every single tribe and see what it did. So rather than three tribes, I now have 13 that I can play with. I can also customize how I want to play. So if I want to fight against nine other tribes in this crazy battle, I can do that. If I just want to go one versus one and make it really easy, I can do that. So you can really choose what kind of a game you want to play. So I highly recommend Polytopia. I find it to be a really fun game, well made. They do update it. I mean, there definitely are some glitches here and there that the game has shown to me, but overall, I don't really care about it because I just have such a fun time (laughs) playing and I'm playing against computers for high scores rather than playing against people. You can play against people, although it's not really that easy to find friends in the game. They really haven't developed the social aspect very much. So you can't join clans or anything like that. Um, And there's no like in-game forums to find other people to play against. You just have to know someone who plays and then share your friend code with them. And the friend code is very long and complicated. So I can't even tell you my friend code if you want to play with me. So if you get Polytopia and you want to play against me, um, I would love to battle you. Just tweet at me at Denae Says. That's D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. Or send me an email, Denae at StudioDenae.media. So there they are, my most addictive games to date. I hope you enjoyed these reviews. If you have any suggestions, comments, or feedback, I just mentioned how you can get a hold of me at says on Twitter or Danae at StudioDNA.media for email. So this weekend, for Sif Pop proper, the movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I'm going to be hunting down games that reflect that movie somehow. So I guess I'm going to be searching for things like Teeny Tiny or an ant game... Uh, a game about altered perspectives I don't know <laughs> if you've got a suggestion let me know and hey I'm actually going to be joining Aaron and Andrew for their review on Sif Pop so hopefully I will see you then until next episode have a great week